Lord. <laughs> to God be the glory. Wow. Just big, big credit to Rafton and all the other musicians who've done such a big job in uh, singing, bringing songs and messages that are positive, changing the airwaves, and we give thanks to God for every single one of them. How are you doing, Mavuno? How are you doing, Mavuno? It's great to see you here on this historic Sunday. My goodness, what an exciting day for us to be here. Uh, the day before our national elections, we're so excited because we know God has a plan for this great nation. Amen? And so we're really excited about that. We want to uh, rejoice in everything that God has for us. We want to prepare ourselves spiritually because we know we are poised for great things. I want to uh, jump into our message for today. My name is Pastor Moravi Wanjawa, for those who don't know me, and I'm the senior pastor of Mavuno Church. Uh, one of the things I'll also just say, I need to say this before I jump into my message, Mavuno, that today is the first day that we start our services in Lusaka. Mavuno Lusaka is born today. We give thanks to God. Because we know that Africa is changing, amen? And we want to be part of the change that God is bringing to this continent. Well, this whole month of February, we've been reflecting on our national anthem. The prayer that was written 50 years ago. And it's a powerful prayer that was written over this country. The people who wrote it, I think, must have been very inspired. Because as we've gone through this prayer, we've realized it was actually uh, intended that every time Kenyans... Or those who live in this country, because some of you are not Kenyans, some of you are not born here, but you're adopted Kenyans. Every time those of us who live here said these words, sung these words, we would be uttering and proclaiming blessing over this country of Kenya. And we've said that every line has meaning. Every line has a key to enjoying God's blessing for Kenya. The first line, we looked at it and we said the first key is to anticipate blessing. Because the first line of the anthem says what? Oh God, of all creation... Bless this, our land and nation. And we say this as Kenyans. We say that we can't say bless this, our land and nation. And every time we open our mouths, we're saying only in Kenya. We're complaining about this country. We're grumbling about it. We're saying what is going wrong. It's not that you can't say what is going wrong. But we must always start from the perspective of thankfulness. Because God has been good to this country. God has been good. Somebody say Amen. God has been great to this nation and over this month we've examined the, the blessings that God has given this country. And then we went to the second key. We said the second key is to seek justice because the song says what? It says justice, be our shield and defender. And we said we must seek justice and justice means that we must make sure that every Kenyan owns a means of production because the, the inequalities in our nation are unjust. And it's our job, it's not the job of the government or the NGOs, it's our job as Kenyans to ensure that we are always pulling up fellow Kenyans, that everybody in this country is proud to work in this country and to live here. It's our job that justice will become our shield and defender. And then last week we went to the third key and we said we must choose unity because the song says that may we dwell in unity, peace and liberty. And we said it's very important for us that we walk in our neighbor's shoes. We understand culture from somebody else's perspective. And we even learn to admire other cultures and to give preference to them. We began to say, you know, it's so easy for me to understand my culture, isn't it? I mean, my culture is beautiful. It's lovely. I come from Mount Kenya, by the way, those of you who don't know that. It's a beautiful place, and I admire it. But that is so natural for me to understand. The harder thing is for me to enter into the, the, the shoes of somebody from another culture, understand them in the same way I understand my culture, esteem them and raise them up and even admire them. 
And you know, as I spoke, I, some of some people here misunderstood me because I got some comments. Some people say Pastor M is now campaigning for, for cord. Some people say that, didn't they? I want to say today, some people are probably saying because he's wearing red, he's campaigning for TNU, uh, for, 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 for the other alliance. So whatever it is. You see, I want to, yeah, for the other alliance. I want to say this, you know, we are living in such highly charged times that almost anything you say will be misinterpreted by those who come with their preconceived ideas. I want to say this, this month I've been preaching from this book. I will not retract anything I've said because this is the word of God and I'm not ashamed of it. I will preach it. I will preach it. The reason I say those things that I say is because I, I speak from my context. I can only speak from my context and enter somebody else's context. I can't speak for them. I can only speak for myself. And so those of you who misunderstood me, that's, you need to act, go back and read God's word and say, what is it saying for me as a person? I suspect if I was Pastor Linda Ochola, who is one of my uh, uh, associate pastors here, an executive pastor here, if Pastor Linda preached that word, she'd have preached it from her perspective. If Pastor Simon Bevy, who is another pastor in this church, preached, from, preached that same message, he'd have preached it from his cultural perspective. I preached it from mine. And so this is why I'm saying I don't apologize for what I said. God's word is saying to us Kenyans, you must put aside your culture, enter other people's cultures, learn to admire them and to esteem them because that's the only way this country will become one. <laughs> to God be the glory. Now today we want to, let me just say for those who haven't been with us, you can actually go online. All these messages are there for free. Uh, you can download them. They're on our YouTube channel and they're, they're there for you. Today we want to explore the final line of this wonderful song. The final line of this wonderful song, a powerful line. And it says this, and it's the final line of the first verse of this song. It says, plenty be found within our borders. Plenty be found within our borders. If you speak it in Swahili, it says, Raha to Pate, now Stawi. I want us to turn to Psalm 67. Psalm 67, a powerful psalm. And we're going to read this psalm together. Psalm 67, from verse 1 to 7. And it's a psalm I believe that, I believe this is a word that God has given us for our nation at this time and for us as Kenyans. And I also want to say, if you're not a Kenyan, but this is your home, this is your word as well, because you're not here by coincidence. This is God's word for us together. Psalm 67, I read, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the people praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Father God, I want to speak over your people right now as they listen to this word. Lord, this is your word. I pray that you would help me to be faithful, not to preach my word, but your word. And I pray that your people will be faithful to hear not their word, but your word. You are the God of all creation. And we are asking you to bless this land and nation. And as we come to this word, Lord, I pray that while on others you are calling, you will not pass us by. I speak over the airwaves of this nation that, Lord, if there are any divisive spirits that would keep us from understanding your word, we as your children agree that they are bound in Jesus' name. And right now, Lord, we declare open heavens that everyone understanding this word, hearing this word, would understand it and act on it. 
For we ask this in your precious and holy name, and God's people said, Amen. Amen. 50 years ago, I don't know if you can imagine, it was a time of hope, anticipation, excitement. It was the biggest thing that this nation had ever seen. You see, for 68 years, we had been colonized by the British. They had taken away everything. They had taken away our wealth. And they had left us in that place of brokenness. And so right now, with the exit of the British 50 years ago, the hopes were high that finally we would live a life of plenty. Finally, we would live a life of good things, that every citizen in this country would enjoy plenty within our borders. We shared this hope across the whole continent. Because, you know, across Africa, most nations in this continent were receiving their independence around the same time. And so the, the, the framers of this song, the people who wrote this song, I think this is why they put this line in that place, this very prophetic, powerful line. Plenty be found within our borders. You see, the journey to plenty has not been an easy one for Africa. Like I said, the Europeans came and they colonized us. Over 400 years, they took away the best and the brightest. They say that 20 million Africans were taken away from this continent to the West to work for nothing. That doesn't even count the other 20 plus million who died in transit. We're not just talking about anyone. It was the young, it was the strong, it was the wise. Those were carried away. The, the strength of this continent was taken away. The, we're talking 40 million people. It's like the, the population of this country from across the whole of this continent. In addition, the mineral wealth was taken. The best lands were grabbed. This is what colonialism did to us. And to, to justify it, the European propaganda machine came up with a, a, a story that they spread across the world. You know, to take somebody, something from someone, you have to dehumanize them in your mind first. If you want to, to, to put someone down, you have to call them those people. You have, to, you have to dehumanize. And that's what they did. They declared that Africa was a dark continent. Africa was a place of brutality that needed to be saved from itself. And so this propaganda machine actually said it was a white man's burden to come and to help us. Because if they didn't help us, we'd kill ourselves. It was actually their CSR. They were helping us. Now the sad thing is, Africans have bought into this lie. That we are a dark continent. I remember speaking to a young lady once. And she said to me, she was almost in tears. She said, Pastor, is it true that we Africans are cursed? Is that what the Bible says? And I told her, no. I almost cried with her. I said, no. Absolutely not. Africans are not cursed. We're just blessed differently. We're different. We're blessed. By the way, I used to be, when I lived in the West, people would ask me, you know, uh, uh, it's hot. Don't you want some suntan lotion? I said, I don't need suntan lotion. God put it inside. It's called melanin. I said, black is beautiful. Oh, come on, somebody. Black is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to be. And listen, I'm, I'm not saying black is better. I'm not saying the color of my skin is better. I'm just saying it's different and it's blessed. We are a blessed people. But you see, the problem is the narrative that followed after independence supported this cursed, uh, this story that, the, that, the, that the, 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 the colonizers had begun. As we saw dictatorships, military coups, ethnic wars, economic decline, corruption, refugee crisis, famines, widespread poverty, high mortality rates, you, you name it, like Nakumat, we've got it. We are the continent that had all the issues. And so as a result, the world has written us off. The world wrote us off a long time ago. 
and they said Africa is a place of perennial poverty and problems. But who would have thought that just a few years, just a decade into the 21st century, that God would be doing a new thing in Africa? God is doing a new thing in Africa. Africa is rising. And in the last couple of um, uh, uh, years, the world is just waking up to this fact. The wars in Africa are ending. Right now, there are only three or four active conflicts across this continent. As we sung today, guns are silent and there are no more wars. What's happening in Africa is different. Most of Africa's dictators have been toppled. Many of our democracies are coming of age. And what is happening right now is that poverty is actually declining. Uh, disease is falling. Access to water is, is being found. Health is increasing. Governments are rising. Democracies are becoming mature slowly. One of the things we don't realize is that we have come such a long way as a continent. Look around this continent and nobody would have believed 20 years ago that Africa would be where it is today. Only God could have done this. There's a report that was written by McKinsey in 2010. It was called Lions on the Move. You can Google that. It's online. Lions on the Move. Powerful report. And what it said about Africa, it confirmed that Africa is one of the fastest growing economic regions in the world. Seven of the fastest growing countries in the world are found in Africa today. This is the continent we live in. Powerful. God is doing some amazing things. By 2040, Africa's workforce, I don't know if you know this, will be larger than China's and larger than India's. And we will be alive by God's grace because we're not going to die. We're going to enjoy the plenty to be found in these borders. This is our time. This is our moment. This is the time to be African. What I'm saying, by the way, is if you're looking for green cards, stop looking. In fact, it's us who should be issuing green card to people because they want to come here. This is the place to be. This is the place to be. 50 years into our journey as a nation, I believe we stand on the verge of great things. I believe we stand on a verge of the answer to that prophetic prayer, plenty be found within our borders. Now, how do we know God has blessed this nation? This whole month we've been enumerating many, many blessings that God has given this country. But one we haven't talked about, and one that I know you're aware of, is that God's restraining hand has kept this country. How many people know that? God's restraining hand has saved this country many times. We've had years of political repression, but we're still here. We're still here, we're still outspoken. We've had years of economic repression and sabotage, but we're still rising, and we're still hustling, and we're still working hard. This is a country that we're part of. Despite the divisions that people talk about and that we do know, we acknowledge we have, we passed a historic, radical constitution that is different from most constitutions because of the rights it bestows on us. I want to tell you this. It took America, it took the U U.S. 90 years and a civil war to get to where we are right now. And the loss of a few million people. This is where we are. God's restraining hand. Despite the fact that we've had a co coalition government. Some people used to call it coalition. <laughs> I just call it coalition. It's supposed to say coalition, I guess. But coalition government. We, we, we made jokes about that all the time. Despite the fact that we've had a government that was put together in a time of crisis. Somehow, by God's grace, we've been able to attain some amazing things. Regional integration with our neighbors. Some amazing things going on there. Radical infrastructure development. 
County devolution. Let me tell you something. Any one of those three things would be radical by itself. Combined, they are a sign of the radical prosperity that will be found in this country over the next two decades. This is the place we're living in. So if you have a friend who's applying for green card, tell them, please, don't apply. You want to be found here. This is the time to be expanding your business and waiting to see what God has for us. Tell your neighbor, Nabado. Not yet. You haven't seen yet what God has in store for this blessed nation. Now, why would God bless this country? Sometimes I ask myself, why does God bless Kenya so much? Why is it that we win? Why, why is it that people even think that our song is the theme song of the World Athletics Championships? When the, when the, whenever it starts playing, people think, oh, the, the theme song again. Whenever people are giving, giving medals, that's the song. They don't know it's a Kenya national anthem. It's because it's ours, isn't it? Why is it that God has blessed us so much as a nation? For that, we want to look at this text that we read today. We want to go to God's word. Look at what the scripture says. It says, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all the nations. You see, Israel was a tiny little country, an insignificant country. Compared to the superpowers of the world at the time, it was a, a tiny little country. And yet somehow these people began to understand that if God could bless them, that they could in turn become a blessing to all the nations of the world. That God wanted to bless them to be a blessing. This is what it says, verse 3 says, May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. In other words, God, if you can bless us, a small country like us, so insignificant that the nations of the earth can actually see it, people will say, God is a just God. God is a just God. If God can bless Israel so tiny that they become a blessing to Egypt and all the superpowers, surely God is a just God. And people will say, that God that you guys serve, we want to serve him as well. I always say to God, God, you're not a racist. My God is not a racist. If he can bless America, he can bless Kenya as well. And indeed, God loves to use the small things to shame the wise. That's what the Bible says, doesn't it? I believe that God can bless this country in such a powerful way that all the economists in the world will come here to find out what is going. This is the kind of God we serve because he doesn't want people to take credit. He wants people to say there must be a God behind that power. There must be something behind what is going on in that country. God wants to bless us. <laughs> now, Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 7 is very interesting because what God told the, Egypt, uh, the Israelites, he didn't bless them because they were so impressive. And I want to say, God isn't going to bless you as Kenyans and isn't blessing you because you're such a good people. It's not because you're less corrupt than the Ugandans. I actually think we can teach them a thing or two about that particular topic. It's not because of any other thing about us. The reason God wants to bless us, the reason God wants to bless us is not because we are more spiritual than other Africans, because we're not. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 7, Moses told the Israelites, and I believe he would tell us the same thing today about God's blessing. He said, understand then that it is not because of your righteousness that the Lord your God is giving you this good land to possess, for you are a stiff-necked people. God recognizes who we are. God isn't blessing us because we are so good. God blesses despite of who we are for his purpose. This is why God blesses a nation. God wants to bless us to be a blessing. I believe that this is what the scripture teaches us. But you see, the problem is in the Bible, God's people often forgot why they were blessed. They began to think it was FUBU. 
know what fubu means? For us? By us. They really thought that these blessings, you know, we're the ones who've made them happen. It's because we're so great. They began to take God's blessings and to live them like they were theirs. And you look at King Solomon, a great example of that. Given all the wealth he could have, given all the resources and the wisdom he could have, what does he do with it? He marries a thousand wives. I mean, really? <laughs> it's like, and you, of course, had other things to do. You marry all the women you can find. He, he believed it was about him. King Ahab, another king. What does he do? He has all the land. He's the king. He has so much power. What does he do? He finds a little vineyard that belongs to his neighbor and says, that's the one I want. This is what happened. Even the pastors forgot what it was about. Look at Jonah, the prophet. God tells him, go to that country, out of Israel. Preach that they can become prosperous like you. They can know me. What does Jonah say? He says, if those guys are going to be blessed, I don't want to be part of this blessing. It becomes about them. And so what does God do? God allows them to be taken into slavery. God allows them to be taken back into bondage. Remember, they came from Egypt. They go back to bondage, to the nation of Assyria, to the nation of Babylon. They had forgotten the reason for their privilege. They had forgotten that they were blessed to be a blessing. Plenty be found within our borders. I believe that we Kenyans have often forgotten why we have been blessed. And in this country, leadership has become a function of amassing wealth, looking after myself, looking after my people, looking after that little group around me, and enriching them on behalf, or at, the, at the expense of the rest of the nation. We've had many, many uh, radical acts of corruption, public corruption in this country, that have shown us that public officials, most of them, many, many in position of influence, that they think that they're there for them by them. And this is what we see. We talked about the, uh, at the debate this last Monday. We had a chance to hear questions asked to every candidate who was there. And one of the questions was asked was about the Goldenberg scandal. That's one of the largest this country has ever known. It is reported that 500 million US dollars was taken from our treasury. 10% of our nation's GDP at the time. Do you know what that means? They say that you could build a, you know Times Tower, the tall building in town? You can build 18 of those buildings in one year, pop, with that kind of money. 18. You can build a high-speed railway from Mombasa to Nairobi with that kind of money. Stolen! And the perpetrators of that are still walking around freely in this nation. And that's just one example of many acts of grand corruption that have happened in this country. They say, a former, fin a former uh, finance PS are estimated that every year to the present, a third of our national economy is lost through faulty procurement, through acts of uh, less than, 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 than sanitary accounting in our government right now. We're talking about 270 billion Kenya shillings every year to present. This is what the facts are. Do you know what that could build? That could build 10 thicker road projects a year. We're so proud of our thicker road project. It's a great project. Imagine if we could build 10 per year for the next 10 years. What would not happen in this nation? You know, God has already given us the plenty to be found within these borders. But we've often forgotten that it's not for us, by us, 
that we are blessed to be a blessing. You know, I, I wish I could say the government was the one who have the monopoly on corruption in this country, but I'd be lying, wouldn't I? Because we Kenyans, ordinary Kenyans, we are the ones who practice this vice. We're the ones who give that policeman a bribe so that we're not late for our meeting. We're the ones who come in front of the counter when you, when you come and you find a big line and you know somebody in that government ministry and you find a way to manipulate yourself into the line because your cousin works there. Isn't that something we do, Kenyans? Yes, you know somebody who knows somebody. And this corruption is something that is endemic in this country. In fact, somebody once said, the difference between this petty, day-to-day, -day, ordinary corruption of Kenyans and the grand corruption that we've just been talking about is simply the scale of opportunity. In other words, this guy over here, this guy here, if he could find himself there, you're a golden bug waiting to happen. That's what you're saying, isn't it? You're a golden bug waiting to happen. This is it. This is the country we live in. But I believe the amazing thing in God's word is that God is a God of a second chance. God did not treat Israel like their sin deserved. And many times he showed them mercy. The fact that we find ourselves here as a nation, for me, is a sign that our God is a God of a second chance. And he is calling us to, 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 to repent. He's calling us to say, stop all this. And as we go into these elections, I believe that he's giving us an opportunity again to raise up a leadership that will say no and give us a new start as a country. But we too must commit that from now on, this has to stop. This has to stop. We are blessed, not for ourselves, but we are blessed to be a blessing. We stand on the verge of great opportunities as a nation. You know, our forefathers also stood on the verge of the same opportunities 50 years ago. But because they didn't know how to handle them, maybe they weren't ready. For the last 50 years, we've wandered around in the wilderness. Now we stand again on the verge of the promised land. And my challenge to you Kenyans, my challenge to us Kenyans, is that we will not miss this opportunity. That we will act in such a way that 50 years from now, our children will say, we're proud of our fathers. We're proud of our mothers. We're proud of the choices that were made at this time in history. There are many of us, or many around us, who've predicted bad things for this country. Many people have predicted it. CNN. There's a word we use in Kenya, Riswa. I don't know what it means, but I think it encapsulates exactly how we feel as Kenyans about that report. There are many people who've fought bad about this country. Many corporates, by the way, have what they call their business continuity plan. And what that basically means, and some of you, you know exactly what I'm talking about because you work for those corporates, is that by now, their expatriates are out of the country. They, have been, they are flown. By the way, we are alone. Look around. We are alone. They've gone because they believe we'll burn. And what they've also done is they've given instructions to their local employees, now the, the rest of you who are here. You've been given instructions to go and fill Nakumat, take out everything from Nakumat, put in your house. That's why Nakumat, you couldn't get anything yesterday or, or any market. They've told you, stock up because this country will burn. There are many people who believe that this country will not make it past this coming week. <laughs> you know, I was told by somebody, one of our members here works in the airport. He says the whole week the airport has been full of people going 
leaving the country. They've never seen the airport, and by the way, it's one way. The only people coming here are election observers. <laughs> the rest are fleeing for safety. You see, they have a plan B. But many of us don't. This is where we were born. This is where we live. This is where we're going to die. This is our plan A, our plan B, our plan C, our plan D, our plan Z. This is our home. This is our home. It's not going to burn. And here's what I'm going to say today to you, to, to you Kenyans. Whose report will you believe? Will you believe the report of the naysayers who say there's no Kenya after tomorrow? Or will you believe the report of the God of all creation who chooses to bless this our land and our nation? I want to make a prophetic declaration at this point. I want to say this. <laughs> after this week, after May 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, Kenya will still be there. Yes. I want to proclaim that this country will not burn. Yes. I want to say that regardless of who comes into power in this country, this country is still blessed and God is able to bless it and He will bless it because He's the God of creation. Listen, listen, listen. God's position is not up for elections. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It's not. He will still be on the throne. He will still be in charge. Let me tell you this. We all have people that we want to win the different seats in this country. I have a candidate that I'd like to see win. By the way, very different from what some people think in this church. I have my candidate, and I'm praying that they win. <laughs> as you're also praying yours wins, isn't it? So don't say it's unfair. You're also praying for yours, isn't it? Now, listen. If my candidate wins, I'll be excited. I'll be jumping up and down. I'll be happy. If my candidate loses, I'll be disappointed. But listen to me. Regardless of who wins or loses, the person who becomes the president, the person who becomes the governor, I will give them my full support. And I will make sure they succeed. Because if they succeed, I succeed. Are you hearing me? What I'm saying is it doesn't matter who wins this election. God is on the throne. And he will do it. We must be able to remind people, listen, this, it's like a football match. Some of us have to lose. It's true. Some of us will lose. Some of us will win. But at the end, we're still Kenya. At the end, whoever we elect is our president and will be leading us and serving us and achieving the aspirations that we have. And we will serve with them to build this great nation. And somebody must tell Kenyans this message. This is who we are and this is what we must be. Do you know? Did you ever know what Kenya means? By the way, do you know what that word means? The word Kenya... <laughs> Let me tell you what it means, because I can see you don't know what it means. It means the place where God dwells. I know you didn't know that. In Kikuyu, in Kamba, those two languages, very inspired languages. I'm a movie. <laughs> in Kikuyu, the word is Kirinyaga. That's where I'm from, by the way. In Kamba, it's Kenya. And what that me word means, the place where the Almighty dwells. That's the name of your country. This is the place you live. Isn't that an amazing thing to understand? That your country was named with a destiny-filled name. And it's time for us to begin to live out the destiny of our name. You know something? This country is so blessed. We're the center of the world. 
I was talking to my same friend at the airport and he told me that when Jomo Kenyatta Airport clogs up for four hours, the whole of Eastern Central Africa clogs up. They can't, their, their airports clog up because this place is the hub. He said when it clogs up for eight hours, like happened once, I think it was last year, it says it clogs up all the way from Egypt to South Africa, Cape Town. Everything clogs up because of the center where God has placed us in. And I want to say this, God needs to bless Kenya. The reason God needs to bless Kenya is because Uganda, because Ethiopia, because Sudan, because Somalia, because Eritrea, because Rwanda, because Burundi, because Tanzania, because Africa needs us to be blessed. The, the success of our elections is their success. The success of our reforms is their success. And I want to tell you, African, Kenyan, Kenyan people, that the eyes of Africa are on us right now. And many people across this continent are praying we succeed because it's their hope as well that they will succeed as well. We cannot fail because it's not about us. Are you understanding this? These elections are not about us. They're about this great continent that God is determined to bless in this generation. And so I want you to remove your phones right now. Just get your phones out. Because we have to get this message into some kind of form that Kenyans can understand. So I'm going to give you an SMS. I want to see how fast you can write this SMS. Some of you are very quick. The digital people, you're very fast. Some of us, we write along. We take a bit longer to write the message, but that's okay. The message, I hope they're going to put it on the screen. Uh, do you have the message on the screen? Put that message, because this is, a, this is a summary of this entire message that we're putting up right now. And this is what it says. It says, whoever wins tomorrow's elections will be God's appointed leader. Please write that. Whoever wins tomorrow's election will be God's appointed leader. And then say, I will support them to build Kenya. Some of you are already finished and you're looking up. My goodness, how old are you? You're born texting. <laughs> Whoever wins tomorrow's election will be God's appointed leader and I will support them to build Kenya. God of all creation is in control. That's the last thing you're putting there. Put an exclamation mark after that one if you know where to get that one in your phone. Exclamation mark. And then put in brackets, send to five people. <laughs> We're starting a chain letter here that will reach this whole nation. And I'm asking you if you're at home, there are people who are watching this at home, that you'll do exactly the same thing. Write that same message there. Who wins, whoever wins tomorrow's election will be God's appointed leader, and I will support them to build Kenya. God of all creation is in control. Send to five people. Anybody who sent it already? Oh my goodness, you must be like 16 years old. These are guys who are born texting. Some of us are, are still, still working hard to get our fingers around the dials. But send that message out to five people who need the message. Some of you, it needs to be your father, because your father is a person who needs to understand. He's a radical, die-hard supporter of one of the parties. He needs this message. Some of you send it to your auntie, your uncle, your friend. Send it to somebody who needs it. And let's begin a revolution that goes across this nation. What if by tomorrow, 40 million Kenyans would have received this message? Send it to somebody in diaspora as well, because the diaspora are just as divided as the people in this country. Send it out there and say that whoever wins this election is God's appointed leader for this country. I will support them to build my Kenya. God of all creation is in control. Send to five people. Have we done it? Amen. Let me say this as I conclude. But 50 years into our independence, we stand on the verge of promise. We stand on the verge of the great things that God is doing in this continent. Will you Kenyans grab this opportunity? Will we be the generation that years after this are sung of, the generation that stood up and were counted 
because this was their moment. This was their time. I want to conclude by reading a scripture over this country. And I believe that this is a prophetic word that God has for us as we go into our elections. And so as you hear it, if you agree with it, shout amen. By the way, some of you are still texting. My goodness. I won't even say anything about that. Let me just be nice. <laughs> oh, you're thinking about the five people. Okay, fine. All right. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> or some of you are sending 10. Okay. That's good. Please do it. But listen to what God has to say and say amen if you agree. This is Psalm 46. This is a prophetic word over this country right now. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Oh, somebody needs to say amen to that. As you walk into that polling booth, as you wait to watch TV and find out what happens, we're saying, we will not fear. Fear is not our first response. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help Kenya at the break of day. Somebody say amen. amen. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us, Kenya. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he's brought upon the earth. He makes wars to seize to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. I'm speaking that prophetically right now. Because I know there are some with a spirit of sabotage in this nation. We're saying you're bound, you're exposed, and you're shamed right now in the name of Jesus. And those plans will not come to pass. And we decree that right now. And God says, be still. Mm, somebody say, be still. Be still and know that I am God. My position is not up for elections. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Kenya, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Somebody make a mighty shout to the Lord right now. We bless you, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. You are God. I want to conclude by inviting my, my friend and colleague in ministry, Pastor Simon Mbevi, to come. And we want to do something special right now. I recognize there are several candidates for different elective seats who are in our congregation. Some of them are sitting at the front. I recognize you, Honorable Peter Kenneth. I recognize you, Esther Pasares. I recognize you, Guanaroni uh, Osumba. We thank God for every one of them. Some of you I can't see. You're sitting somewhere else. I'm going to ask you to stand up as well, wherever you are. I see Ranja, who's running for MP of Kiambu there. Please stand as well. Just stand up wherever you are. If you're running for an elective seat, bless the Lord. This is what we want to do. We want to speak blessing over them, representing all the candidates. Bless somebody who, who was sitting there, says that Mavuno now is endorsing again. So what we're saying is we're speaking blessing over these, whom we, who are Kenyans like us, and who we thank God for, and over every other candidate who's running. And we're saying, God, appoint your person to lead this country. Amen? Amen. Pastor Simon. ask us to pray together let's bow our heads to the God of all creation Lord we thank you for your word which has come to us as a nation in such a powerful way and we want to thank you for these our leaders 
or presenting themselves tomorrow to be chosen to be leaders in our country we want to thank you for those who are here and those who are not here who are scattered across the nation lord we want to say today that as we go to elections that we are depending on you to guide us to choose the right leaders who will be a blessing to this nation and we want to bless these ones representing all the others across the land that you will use them to be agents of peace that wherever they go there's going to be peace they'll be agents of wisdom in wisdom they will handle the results they'll handle their supporters and they will impress upon them that whoever wins we are still one nation lord we want to pray that after the elections and those who win get to win that all of these leaders or candidates will be able to reconcile the nation together bring us to a place where we can pull together as one nation to build the nation that our forefathers thought about and god almighty gave to us a, pl a place of plenty a blessed nation so right now across the land we speak a blessing over all the candidates protect them help them give them wisdom and preserve them and use them as your servants to unite this country in spite of the results so we bless them right now and lord together as a nation we stand before you we declare again that god is our refuge and god is our strength lord we declare in spite of who comes into leadership after tomorrow that god is in control that we will stand with those leaders god we ask you to forgive us for sabotage of the blessings that you've given us as a nation forgive us for corruption forgive us for ethnicity negative ethnicity lord as we come to these elections we are praying for peace over the nation right now we declare peace in the coastal region yes. in uh, tana river in mombasa yes. in kwale yes. we declare peace and unity we declare peace in the central region yes. we declare peace in nairobi in kawangwari yes. in madhari yes. in all the slums and all over the place we declare peace in the rift valley yes. that that valley that has had a lot of reefs will be a valley of peace yes. tomorrow and after tomorrow in the entire region that there will be peace and unity in nyanza and western province we declare peace right now all over the country from the north to the south from the east to the west we call on god with of all creation and all the tribes and we declare peace in our nation lord we look up to you and we know things will go well because you are able more than able to preserve this nation we ask you to ashamed all prophets of doom and cause us to bless the god of love and peace and unity so we declare to you right now kenya will be safe kenya will be secure kenya will be united because yours is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever we together say Amen. Amen. Let's give it up to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let me ask us all to stand. Let's all stand. What we're going to do now as we conclude is we're going to end with our national prayer. We've sung this song every Sunday the last month. And I pray that every time you sing this song now, you'll remember that you're singing a prayer 
and that you're singing a you're speaking a blessing over this nation and that you would never sing it the same way again so i'm going to ask us now as kenyans as people who live in this country even those of you who are just who are adopted kenyans that we join together now and sing it all three verses in swahili how blessed our nation is i speak blessing over your people now as you go out into this week i bless you in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit and god's people say it with a shout amen hey by the way next week listen to me next week our service is going to be a thanksgiving service by by faith we're going to be here thanking god for the elections so be here, bring a friend. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.
Mbawatu 